Hi, this is Joel and Victoria. Thanks for listening to our podcast and thanks for supporting the ministry. If you enjoyed today's message, why don't you be a blessing and share it with a friend? We appreciate you and pray for God's very best in your life. God bless you. It's great to be with you today. And I hope you'll stay connected with us during the week through our daily podcast, YouTube channel, social media, and you can come visit us in person. We'd love to have you be a part of one of our services. But I like to start with something funny. And I heard about this lady. She was on an airplane reading her Bible. The guy next to her said, you don't believe all that stuff in there, do you? She said, of course I do. It's the Bible. He said, well, what about that guy that got swallowed by a well? She said, you mean Jonah? Yes, I believe that too. He said, well, how could he possibly survive all that time inside of a well? She thought about it a moment, said, I don't know. When I get to heaven, I'll have to ask him. He laughed and said, what if he's not in heaven? She said, then you'll have to ask him. (laughs) Say it like you mean it. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I will be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess, my mind is alert, my heart is receptive, I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, God bless you. I want to talk to you today about expecting a favor-filled future. It's easy to lose our passion in life when we've been through disappointments, dreams are taking longer than we thought, we're dealing with a challenge. If we're not careful, we'll become complacent where we're not believing for things to turn around and not expecting good breaks. But Paul said in Romans, be glad for all that God is planning for you. If you could see what God has planned for you, if you knew the doors he's going to open, the people you're going to meet, the giants you're going to defeat, then you'd go out each day with a spring in your step, excited about your future, expecting God to show out in your life. That expectancy is what allows God to do great things. That's your faith at work. You may be in a difficult time and thoughts will whisper, it's never going to change. You've seen your best days. Don't believe those lies. God has a comeback for every setback, a new beginning for every loss, mercy for every mistake. He's already planned to bring you out better, to promote you in front of those that did you wrong to heal you despite that diagnosis. There are good breaks in your future that will catapult you ahead. When you realize this, it changes your perspective. You won't get discouraged over problems, thinking a dream is too big, these people are too powerful. There'll be a passion and expectancy. You know God is on the throne. You know his plans for you are for good, that he's already lined up the right people the breaks you need, the favor. There's not a problem you'll face that God hasn't already lined up a solution. It's not a Goliath that will try to stop you that God hasn't already lined up a slingshot in a smooth stone. Not a dream in your heart that God hasn't already arranged the wisdom, the creativity, the funding. When you know God has good plans, you'll live out of a place of rest, not uptight, wondering how it's gonna work out, you know it's already been planned. The schedule has already been set, not by people, not by opposition, not by the enemy. The Most High God has planned out your days. Psalm 30 says that God's favor is not for a season, but it's for a lifetime. Not for a few years, 
Maybe in your 20s, your 30s, you'll have a few good breaks. No, as long as you're breathing, there's favor on your life. And we can all look back and see these moments of favor where God opened a door we could have never opened. He had you at the right place and you met that person and fell in love. He promoted you when you weren't next in line. He healed you when the expert said there was no way. You've seen God's favor in the past. The good news is God never does his greatest feats in your yesterdays. They're always in your tomorrows. God doesn't want us to live off of old victories. Yes, we can celebrate. Yes, we should be grateful for what God has done, but he has some new victories for you. He's taken you from glory to glory. What's in your future is going to supersede anything you've seen in the past. That's why we can live with expectancy, excited when others are down, hopeful when others are discouraged, praising when others are complaining. We know his favor is for a lifetime that we haven't seen our best days. I'm sure you can say like me that God's been good to you. You've been blessed. But the scripture says you haven't seen, heard, or imagined what God has in store for those that love him. You've seen favor, but you haven't seen the favor that's coming. You've seen breakthroughs. God turned things around, but you haven't seen the breakthroughs that are coming. You've seen promotion, but you haven't seen the levels that God is about to take you to. Paul said to be glad for all God is planning for you. He's inferring if you're not glad, if you're not hopeful, not expecting, then you're not going to see it. You'll miss the favor, the blessing that belongs to you. Well, Joel, I've seen God's goodness in the past, but this problem with my health, this child, my finances, I don't see how it can work out. Don't talk yourself out of it. If you could see what God has planned, If you could see what he's about to do, you'd get your passion back. God sent me to relight that fire. Yes, he's been good to you in the past, but there are new victories coming. Just because you haven't seen anything in a long time doesn't mean God is not going to do it. The scripture says there is a set time for God to favor you. There are marked moments where God has already planned to suddenly promote you. Suddenly turn it around, suddenly open a door. David said, what would have happened to me if I had not believed that I would see the goodness of God? He was saying, I wouldn't be where I am. I wouldn't have defeated Goliath. I wouldn't have outlasted King Saul. I wouldn't have taken the throne if I had not believed that the favor of God was on my life, that he had already lined up the breaks, the protection, the promotion that would take me into my destiny. See, when David was a teenager, he was out in the shepherd's fields taking care of his father's sheep. He had a big dream for his life, but nobody paid attention to him. He was stuck out there cleaning up after sheep, protecting them, feeding them. His brothers were in the army. They had a prestigious position. It seemed like David had been left out. He was at a disadvantage, almost like God had forgotten about him. He could have been discouraged. Thought this isn't fair. Why did I get stuck out here? But out there in the lonely shepherd's fields, when he could have been complaining, maybe that's where he wrote, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. He was saying the odds may be against me. Doesn't look like I can accomplish my dreams, but surely goodness is coming. 
Surely new doors are going to open. Surely the right people will show up. He had such a confidence in God. He believed despite the circumstances, despite how long it had been, despite who didn't believe in him, that he would leave his mark. One day, unexpectedly, the prophet Samuel came to his father's house to anoint one of the sons as the next king of Israel. His father, Jesse, didn't even bother to call David in from the shepherd's fields. He thought, David's too young, too small. He's not that talented. He'll never do anything great. People may overlook you, but God sees you. They may judge you, discount you, leave you out. They can't see the greatness God put in you. He loves to take what some consider weak and cause them to confound the wise. Samuel said to Jesse, it's none of these sons. Do you have any other? He said, yes, I have a son named David, but I'm sure it's not him. They brought David in. Samuel took one look at him and said, that's the one. God had already planned for David to be the king. What God has planned for you, people cannot stop. Betrayals can't stop. Rejection can't stop. God's plan will override what other people want. His plan will supersede those that try to push you down, leave you out, tell you that you're not qualified. And it's significant that David didn't go after Samuel. Samuel came to him. David didn't have to campaign, try to convince Samuel to be for him, play up to him. Samuel came knocking on his door. There are blessings in your future. Good breaks, the right people that are going to come looking for you. You don't have to go after them. God's going to cause them to find you. These moments of favor that God has already lined up to thrust you into your destiny. And I know you've seen some in the past. The good news is his favor is for a life round. There are more favor moments coming your way. There are more Samuels, blessings, promotion, healing still on your schedule. Now do your part and be glad for all God has planned for you. Live with expectancy, excited about your future, thanking God for what's in store. Pastor friend of mine wanted to build a new sanctuary and he'd tried for several years, but couldn't find any property. And a couple of times he found a place, but it was way too expensive. He didn't have the funds and nothing was coming together. He could have been discouraged and thought, well, it's not meant to be. But his attitude was, God, I know you already have the right place for us. God, I trust you. One day, the mayor of his city unexpectedly called. He had never met this pastor, but he'd heard that they were looking for a building. He told about this group that built a huge building for a casino. It was just a few miles from his church. Before they moved in, they went bankrupt. It had over 40 acres of parking. The building could fit four football fields inside. The mayor asked the pastor if he was interested in purchasing the building. Pastor thought it cost $50 million. They couldn't afford that. The mayor said, no, we can sell it to you for under $2 million. Pastor never dreamed he would have a facility like that. This was one of those favor moments that God had already planned. Now, God has some of these explosive blessings in your future, moments that will catapult you further. You couldn't make it happen. You didn't have the resources, the funding, the connections, but the favor of God will open the door. The favor of God will bring the right people. The favor of God will turn that problem around. 
Instead of living worried, frustrated, let's do like David. Surely goodness is coming. He didn't say, I hope it comes. Maybe it comes. There's a chance it may show up. He said, surely it's coming. Our attitude should be, surely breakthroughs are coming. Surely promotion is on the way. Surely healing, restoration, new levels are in front of me. David said in Psalm 27, I am confident I will see the goodness of God. Look at his attitude. In the midst of trouble, people coming against him, left out in the shepherd's fields, you would think he'd be discouraged, given up on his dreams. Yet he said, I am confident God will turn this around. I am confident good things are ahead of me. I am confident my latter days will be better than my former days. He was convinced that God had good things planned for him, that he wasn't at the mercy of other people, his environment, what he didn't get. He knew that God had the final say. What would happen if we would live with that same attitude? I am confident I will see God's goodness. How much further will we go if we had this mindset, surely good things are in my future? Yes, business may be slow now, struggling with my finances, but I am confident Jehovah Jireh, the Lord my provider, will bring increase, promotion, new clients, abundance. I'm still single, haven't met anyone yet, but I am confident the right person is on the way. I'm still fighting this battle in my health, but I am confident Jehovah Rapha, the Lord my healer, is restoring health back into me. I am confident I will live and not die. Or maybe this addiction has been in my family for years, but I am confident freedom is coming. This is not how my story ends. I am confident this generational curse is being broken and a generational blessing is beginning. <laughs> Proverbs 13 puts it this way. Trouble chases the wicked, but blessings chase the righteous. When you honor God with your life, you keep in first place, something is chasing you. Not defeat, bad break, sickness, depression. No, you're the righteous. Blessings are chasing you. Healing, promotion, the right people, breakthroughs. When you look in your rearview mirror, you have a tailgater. Favor is about to overtake you. Samuel is about to show up. That baby you've been dreaming about is headed your way. Healing is tracking you down right now. Freedom has almost caught up with you. It's just a matter of time before you see the goodness of God. Now do your part and be glad for what God is planning for you. Every day live with expectancy. Lord, I believe something good is going to happen to me. Father, thank you that my best days are not behind me, but they're still out in front of me. See, Isaiah said, God is longing to be good to those who look for, who expect his goodness, his favor, and his blessing. Notice God wants to be good to you. He wants to show you his favor, but there's a condition. He's looking for people that are expecting his goodness, expecting his favor. People who will believe that healing is coming, that breakthroughs are on the way, that their future will be brighter than their past. Could it be that God is longing to be good to you, but you're not seeing it because you're not looking for his goodness? You become passive, complacent. Joe, it's been this way a long time. I think I'm stuck out here in the shepherd's fields. These people didn't treat me right either. No, God has an awesome future planned for you. His favor is for a lifetime. Here's the whole key. You have to be looking for it. 
You have to be expecting things to turn around, believing that good breaks are coming, thanking him that the best is still ahead. A passive attitude will keep you from the fullness of your destiny. It's easy to become complacent. I've seen God's goodness. I have no complaints. I've been blessed. Don't put your faith on autopilot. God didn't create you to reach a certain level and get stuck. He said your path will get brighter and brighter, that your latter days will be better than your former days. Now, you may have had some great former days. That's awesome. But God has some greater days up ahead. There are moments of favor you're about to come into that are going to catapult you ahead. Something you can't explain. You didn't work for it. You weren't qualified. It's never happened in your family. It's just the goodness of God. It's Samuel showing up. It's the mayor calling. It's the building finding you. It's favor on that slingshot to where God thrusts you into influence, resources, leadership that you've never imagined. Paul prayed in Ephesians that the eyes of our heart would be flooded with light so that we would know the awesome future God has in store. Paul knew our mind would try to talk us out of it and we'd get passive, let disappointments, setbacks cause us to quit believing, settle where we are. That's why he prayed that we would be flooded with light. Flooded means overwhelmed, not overwhelmed with doubt, trouble. Look what I'm up against. I've reached my limits. No, flooded with light, flooded with hope, flooded with faith, flooded with expectancy. Like David, I am confident I will see the goodness of God. When Moses was at the end of his life, 120 years old, he was about to pass. The scripture says his eye was not dim and his natural force was not abated. This was talking about his physical eyes, but I believe it's symbolic. His eyes of faith, the eyes of his heart were still flooded with light. 120 years old, and he was still expecting God's goodness. This was significant because Moses, as a baby, had seen God's favor. The king had issued a decree that all the male Hebrew boys two years of age and under were supposed to be killed. But Moses' mother put him in that basket and sent him down the Nile River. Just so happened the Pharaoh's daughter was there taking a bath. She saw him and took him in. She raised Moses as her own child. Now, Moses knew he was supposed to deliver the Israelites out of slavery, but he got out of God's timing. He saw an Egyptian foreman mistreating a Hebrew slave. He didn't think anyone was watching, and he killed that foreman. He had to flee for his life. Spent 40 years hiding in the desert. I'm sure he felt forgotten, alone, like he had missed God's plan. It was his own fault. He blew it. But God's favor is not for a season, it's for a lifetime. God has mercy for every mistake. He's already planned to come back. 40 years later, at 80 years old, God showed up in a burning bush. Said, Moses, now I want you to go and deliver the Israelites. After his mistake, after he thought he was done, he went on to part the Red Sea, to bring water out of a rock, to see all these supernatural signs. Now at 120 years old, his eye was not dim. He was still confident he would see the goodness of God. If Moses were here today, he would tell you, God's favor is not for a season, it's for your lifetime. 
You haven't made too many mistakes. The obstacles are not too big. What God promised you, he's still going to bring to pass. Now get your fire back. Start expecting his favor. He's longing to be good to you, but you have to be looking for his goodness. I talked to a young lady after the service. She had lost her arm in an accident. She became very depressed, wouldn't leave the house. and Many days she wouldn't get out of bed. Her mother got her listening to our messages. She heard me talking about how God has good things in store and how what was meant for harm, he can turn to your advantage. Little by little, she got her passion back. She told me how she said, God, I'm disappointed. I don't have any plans for my life, but God, I know you have good plans for me. You may not see anything good in your future. That's okay. Like her, you can thank God for what he has planned for you. His plans are bigger, better, more rewarding than you could ever imagine. And Proverbs says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. One definition of hope is happy anticipation of something good. If you're anticipating something good, it brings you joy, gives you passion. When you believe the best is in front of you, God is arranging things in your favor, lining up the Samuels, the property, the solutions. You believe he has explosive blessings on your schedule, then you're going to be excited about life. It'll affect your attitude, your relationships, your productivity. But if you're not anticipating anything good, if you think you're stuck, the problem's permanent, you've reached your limits, that will drain your energy, stifle your creativity, take your joy. You'll just drag through the day, endure life. Oh, God created you to have something to look forward to. This is what faith is all about. God, I believe you have good plans for me, that you're taking me where I've never been, that the best days in my health, my family, my relationships are still in front of me. That's not just being positive. That's getting in agreement with God. That's what allows him to do amazing things. My prayer is that you will be like Moses that your eyes will not become dim, that you will not lose sight of the awesome future God has in store, that you will keep your faith stirred up, that you'll live with expectancy, looking for God's goodness. Paul said, be glad for all God has planned for you. The next part of that same verse says, be patient in trouble. It's not a coincidence that God connected the two because in trouble, in difficulties, you'll be tempted to get discouraged, think it's never going to work out, medical report's too bad, had this setback in my career. None of that is a surprise to God. He's already planned the solution. Be patient in trouble. The trouble is not permanent. The trouble is not how your story ends. God wouldn't have allowed the difficulty if he wasn't going to bring you out better. The scripture says, God makes all things beautiful in its time. Give God time to work it out. Just because you don't see anything happening doesn't mean God is not working. Behind the scenes right now, he's lining up everything that you need. He's not going to bring you out the same. He's going to bring you out better. But while you're waiting, negative thoughts will come. Try to talk you out of it. That's when you have to dig down deep and say like David, I am confident I will see the goodness of God. Surely favor is coming. Surely healing is coming. Surely breakthroughs are on the way. 
And instead of dwelling on all the reasons it's not going to work out, start thanking God that he's turning it around. Lord, you said many are the afflictions of the righteous, but you deliver me out of them all. You said you will lift me out of this pit, set my feet on a rock, put a new song in my heart. Lord, I thank you that I'm coming out better, promoted at a new level of my destiny. In the scripture, Ruth went through a great disappointment. Her husband unexpectedly passed. She was a young woman. She never dreamed she would be a widow at this age and her whole life was turned upside down. Didn't seem like God had good plans for her with all that heartache and pain. But being a believer doesn't exempt us from difficulties. There will be things that are not fair. We don't understand. This is when you have to trust that God is still in control. If you'll be patient, not get bitter, God will give you beauty for those ashes. Ruth and her mother-in-law, Naomi, they moved back to Naomi's hometown. They were both widows, very poor, heartbroken. Ruth would go out in the fields each morning and pick up leftover wheat. One day, the owner of all those fields noticed Ruth, a man named Boaz. Long story short, they ended up falling in love and getting married. They had a little baby boy. I can see Ruth holding that baby never imagining she would be that happy, that fulfilled. She didn't have to work in the fields anymore. Now she owned the fields. They named their son Obed. Obed had a son named Jesse. Jesse had a son named David. Now Ruth was in the family line of Jesus. Be patient in trouble. You don't know what God has planned. You don't know where he's taking you. The enemy would love for your eyes to become dim where you live discouraged. Look at all these bad breaks. No, there are Boaz's out there for you. There is restoration, healing, abundance. God has things in your future that you can't conceive right now. And sometimes you have to go through the disappointment, through the hardship, but on the other side, you're going to see favor that you would have never seen. My question for you today is, are you expecting a favor-filled future? Are you anticipating anything good? Are the eyes of your heart flooded with light? Or have they become dim? You think you've seen your best days. The only thing that's stopping some people is what they're expecting. I'm asking you to be a David. Have that attitude. I am confident I will see the goodness of God. Surely favor is coming my way. If you'll do this, I believe and declare you're about to step in to one of those moments of favor. God's about to do something unusual. Blessings chasing you down. Healing about to overtake you. Samuel's about to show up. Good breaks that catapult you ahead. A new level of your destiny in Jesus' name. And if you receive it, will you say amen? I'd like to give you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Would you pray with me? Just say, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, we believe you got born again. We'd love to send you some information on your walk with the Lord. You can text the number or go to the website. I hope you'll get into a good Bible-based church and keep God first place. 
Thanks so much for listening to today's message. I hope you'll subscribe so you can receive the latest podcast to keep you encouraged and inspired all through the week. Help us to continue to share the message of hope with those all around the world. Visit joelosteen.com or click the link in the description to partner with us today. We hope you'll share this message with a friend and be sure to follow us on social media. We're praying for you. I know God's best is still ahead. We'll see you next time.